This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. Also, those that will be listening to it on radio or shortwave, our different podcast programs, welcome. We're in the chapel here at World Ministries International. It is a live audience, uh, even with children. Uh, so bear with me. The message today is defeating temptation. Defeating temptation. The Bible warns us that all of us will always be tempted. That is what our adversary does. He tempts us. He tempts us to disobey God. Now, who's your adversary? Satan? Sometimes people. Sometimes maybe your spouse. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. The serpent said unto the woman, You will not surely die, for God does know that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. So here one spouse is used to cause the other to disobey God. Just like in the New Testament with Ananias and Sapphira. And remember what happened there. They both fell over dead. The Bible tells us that there is not a temptation that Satan can attack us with that cannot be defeated. We can defeat every temptation. There's no excuse that you have to give. Frankly, God doesn't take it into consideration because you can defeat temptation. Do I need to repeat that? A lot of people like to make excuses and live by them. God does not take excuses into consideration on Judgment Day. You can defeat every temptation. Thank God for the grace of God and the blood of God that covers our sins when we repent. 
But God knows you can defeat temptation like his son did. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. It's very clear. There's no temptation common to man. But God is faithful to give you the strength to defeat it. You know, all the time, I don't care if you're an employer, I don't care who you are, there's always an excuse why a person screwed up. They always have an excuse. It's like a belly button. Everybody has one. Some jobs, there's, you know, too many excuses and they just can't put up with you. It just cannot happen. My message today is defeating temptation. Defeating temptation. Again, the Bible tells us, with the temptation also, God makes a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. Temptation will come to all of us in this life. It comes to everyone. That's an assured fact. A Christian cannot get around it. But God has promised that he will either provide a way of escape to defeat it, or he'll provide us the ability to endure it. Jesus had the ability, God-given ability, to endure every temptation. Man gave him a way of escape. The devil gave him a way of escape. Both of them were in violation of the word of God. But God gave the ability to Jesus to defeat every temptation like he gives you and I the ability. He will provide us with the ability to endure it. Dietrich Bonhoeffer had the ability in Germany to endure every temptation when he resisted Hitler and finally became a prisoner and finally died a martyr in a concentration camp. He didn't deny Christ to escape it with his life. He went to his death with a smile on his face and the guards gave testimony how much love he had for them before his death. And they watched a man fearless. Did he humanly have that ability? No, but God in him. God in him, the comforter. God gave him the ability. Like God can give you the ability if you draw nigh unto him. Now, if you draw nigh unto yourself, you'll fail. If you want to save your life, you'll fail. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was willing to die. Are we there out there? Some people aren't willing to die. They're not willing to lose their job. They're not willing to uh, miss a birthday party. We can defeat the temptation to obsess about our past hurts and pains. Our past failures. Or we can believe the word of God and quit dwelling on the past, giving excuses for our problems, but instead living in the present and growing in the intimacy of the Father. I hope we caught that. Because every loser does this. Let me repeat it. We can defeat the temptation to obsess about our past and pains. Our past failures. Or we can believe the word of God and quit dwelling on the past. Giving excuses for our problems. Oh, my dad, your dad is dead and gone. Probably. It's not your dad. You became an, a person at an age of accountability that can draw an eye unto God. No matter who your dad was, you can become the best person because Christ is there to live in you. Amen. We've got to quit giving excuses for our failures, for our past. 
This is not behavioral psychology. Quit dwelling on the past, but instead live in the present, growing in the intimacy of the Father. Jesus Christ assures us that the devil is looking for a crack to enter into us, get a foothold to plague us, but with our cooperation closing the door for pride, unbelief, and covetousness to destroy us. Yes, we might momentarily stumble, but we will not be defeated. We will get back up on the horse and ride to victory again. The devil is looking for a crack. With that crack, like anything else, a building can be split. We can't let a crack come into a foundation of a building. We can't let a crack come into a wall. We can't let a crack come into our lives. John 14, 30. Hereafter I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. John 14, 1. Let your heart be troubled. Is that what it says? No, it says let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't let our heart, the Bible talks about your heart, is Jesus in your heart? Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. In other words, don't doubt. Don't doubt the ability to overcome temptation. Jesus is with you. Jesus is in you. If you draw nigh unto Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He makes a way for us to defeat the temptations all around us. We can defeat reminiscing about our past mistakes. We have God's strength to endure a temporary hardship or sickness. We can defeat reminiscing about our past mistakes. What condemns you? Your own mind. The battle's in the mind. If you've been with me 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you've heard me preach the battle is in the mind. Transform your mind with the word of God, not reminiscing about the past. All through the Bible, it tells you to forget the past, but yet some people, 40 years later, are bringing up the past in their life. What does it take, I wonder sometimes? Can you drop the past? Can you forget the past mistakes? That only condemns you. I'm just, you know, I imagine the father say, what is wrong with you, son? Can't you believe in my word? Are you so stubborn, so proud? You have to continue to dis, you know, you disregard my word. I tell you, forget the past and you want to bring it up. Now that's a strong knothead. Let not your heart be troubled. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He makes a way for us to defeat the temptations all around us. We can defeat reminiscing about our past mistakes. We have God's strength to endure a temporary hardship and disease. Temporary. Everything is temporary. It passes. We pass from death unto life. Enduring in temptation doesn't mean giving into it. It doesn't mean participating in it. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 10.21, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. 
You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of a devil. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devil. Paul makes it clear that we participate in sin. If we participate in sin, we are serving Satan and not God. We are serving Satan and not, if we participate in sin, if we cooperate with it, if we go along with it. Cell phones, Facebook, a lot of opportunity as pictures come up to reel through. And if you're not careful, you're going to look at pornography. Now, once you're aware of what they're doing, are you going to dwell on it and look at it, or are you going to get rid of it? Do you cooperate with it or resist it? Each person has to answer that for himself because you're going to answer to God one day. Galatians 5, 16 through 25. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust of the flesh is against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led of the spirit, you're not under the law. What's the law? If you sin, it's death. It's a penalty. It's judgment. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lascivousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I've also told you in the past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It won't happen. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. What law? Death. Judgment. Penalty. If we follow the Spirit, we obey the law of God. We're not violating the Word of God. It's that simple, and we can obey. It's who we cooperate with. The Holy Spirit in us or an evil spirit tempting us, the flesh. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. We are supposed to crucify it daily, probably every moment of the day. If we live in the spirit, let us not walk in the flesh, but let us also walk in the spirit. If we live in the spirit, walk in the spirit. You know, that goes right along with don't hang out with the counsel of the ungodly. A lot of people get in trouble because they're hanging out with the wrong crowd. 1 Corinthians 10, 14, whereby my de- dearly beloved flee from idolatry. Idolatry is serving self in various forms. Religions, philosophies, selfishness, lust, etc. What idol is in your life? Work, sex, sports, fishing, hunting, What is it? What do you put before God? Don't fool yourself because you're not going to fool God and on judgment day, he'll judge you. Do you have an idol in your life? Idols have a detriment effect on one's life. Detrimental. Jesus tells us in John 10.10, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. 1 Corinthians 10.22, 
Do we provide the or provoke the Lord to jealousy? Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? You know, who do we rely on? Here Paul is warning Corinthians about hidden idols such as self-sufficiency. God is not happy when we depend on ourselves or others more than trusting in him. Everybody needs to do soul searching on when the word of God is being read, preached, taught. When you read it in your private devotions, you need to do self-soul searching. This is so, the word of God, it says, if you judge yourself, do soul searching, before you die, I won't judge you. But if you don't judge yourself and do soul searching and change where you see you're in violation of God's spirit and word, his will, he will judge you. Some people have a false conception of grace. I can do anything until I die. No, you'll wake up in a devil's hell. It's not in the word of God. Grace is there. It's always there to follow the ways of God or hell is there. Once saved is not always saved like some falsely teach. That's heresy. Lucifer was saved once in heaven, but I guess he wasn't always saved because he was cast out of heaven. That doctrine didn't hold very well. He led a rebellion. He violated the word of God. It didn't work very well in the garden. They were thrown out. It didn't work very well in Egypt, in Babylon. It doesn't work. For the wages of sin is death. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. High places. There's different ranks of demons, just like different ranks of power in the world and nations politically. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand the evil in the day and having done all to stand. We've got to understand the word of God. We've got to apply the word of God. We put, have to put on the word of God and inhale it. The flesh and the blood consume it daily if we want to defeat wickedness in high places whether we're talking about demons or people. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, don't go where you're not supposed to go. If somebody is tempted because they have a problem with whatever it is, food, alcohol, yeah, I said food, then if you have a problem with food, maybe you better not go to the pastry shop every day. Things like this. If you can't take one glass of wine for your belly's sake, if you need it, then maybe you better stay away from the alcohol section in the grocery store. Are you following me? Good common sense. Always take away, you should stay away from the soda pop aisle. Every doctor will now tell you are drinking disease. You're asking for disease, even cancer. 
especially cancer. Soda is filled with cancer, sugar. We're talking common sense. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The shield of faith, the word of God, if you know how to apply it. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I have people in the audience here, strong on organic food, raising their own food. I like that because I get some of it. Herbalist, I like that. I go to her if I need it. <laughs> These are healthy remedies and preventions for disease and sickness. But don't, again, go to things that will destroy you. If you eat too many preservatives, you're asking for trouble. I have a, a woman in the audience right now grows gardens. She tells you, the, if you eat white bread, the whiter the bread, the faster you're dead. Uh, quite a saying, but there's some truth in this. You, know, you bleach out everything and you're in trouble. But some people don't care. They don't care about what doctors say or anybody else. They just gorge themselves until they have a disease and then they expect God to heal them. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say good luck, but if you violate the word of God, there's got to be repentance before you get a healing. I remember in my case years ago, I repented for areas of eating wrong, drinking wrong, drinking wrong, meaning sodas and everything else. And, you know, some people like, oh, they drink a coffee every day. But the problem is it's so full of sugar and, and cream and everything. Lattes that, I mean, you are drinking poison. Straight coffee is healthy, but not when you pollute it. Are, are we together? Well, some people don't want to look at me now. Oh, do I get a big amen from everybody, even in this audience? Oh, touching, touching on my sensitive idol. Conclusion. We can defeat every temptation with the power of God inside of us and with our cooperation. We resist the temptation and defeat it like Jesus himself did in the wilderness when his arch enemy Satan himself tempted Jesus. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. See, sometimes God leads us into temptation, doesn't he? He doesn't lead us to sin, but he leads us to temptation so we can overcome sin. So we can prove we're a child of God. And when he had fasted 40 days and nights, he was afterward hungry. Well, that does happen. Whether it's 40 days and nights or one or two days. And when the tempter came to him, if you be the son of God, command these stones be made into bread. And he answered and said, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil takes him up into the holy city, sits him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if you be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over thee, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. Do you see how the devil cherry, pits, cherry picks and twists scripture around? It's like once saved, always saved. But the other, the Bible is all filled with it. it the wages of sin is death. That if you continue in sin, you're judged. That walk not in the flesh, but after the spirit. It goes on and on. You can't cherry pick. 
You study the context of scripture, like the context of a conversation, and you'll get the reality of what was said. But when you want to take something out of context, you can, you can frame anybody. Jesus said, it's written, you will not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain, showed him all kingdoms and the glory of them, and said unto him, all these things I'll give you if you'll fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. It is written, you will worship the Lord your God and only him will you serve. Then the devil leaves him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. We are tempted all the time through people. We'll get a better job, a promotion if you, you, know, if you just uh, break some of your convictions, if you do A, B, C, D. It's no more than the devil tempting Jesus. But you can resist that temptation. You don't have to do A, B, C, D. Ladies and gentlemen, we can resist the temptation. We can defeat every temptation. We can live in victory. Again, do what you can to help me so we can stay on this local television program, radio program, my website, www.worldministries.org. Donate, subscribe to Eagle Saving Nation so we can have another great awakening. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.